when Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. And we went two went up and I heard those thousands of Sligo people. I was proud and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Chilali. North. Elding. 3-2. They've been looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson! 1-1. for podcast number two, not live, pre-recorded, you know, but uh, here we are. Uh, it's myself, Connor Lynch, it's Sean Dunn, and I'm going to apologise, Shane. From now on, I'm not going to call you Shane. I'm going to call you Magoo. That'll do. Just makes things a little bit, um, it makes things a little bit easier. I didn't know you were saying last week when you were saying Shane, I kept looking around for someone. Who's Shane? Yeah. Yeah, no, Shane. Um, so, we had, a, we had a great response to the podcast last week, we had um, a listenership, or uh, the number of listens exceeded our expectations. So thanks very much to everybody who, um, who listened, and um, we would encourage you to continue listening and to share it on the platforms um, across Twitter and Facebook and wherever you might be uh, sharing these things and on, um, on WhatsApp. Sean, the feedback was pretty good for the most part. It's excellent, yeah. Really taken back by it, actually. As we started, it was a bit of fun, I suppose, and when we first started it up, but to hear the feedback that we've got, it actually it's got, it got the excitement levels up, I think, for all of us now to continue on with it and really make a proper go at it now, you know? Yeah, so. well, it, it, like, as uh, Jerry O'Connor had said from the start, who we spoke to at the start of last week's pod, uh, there's definitely an appetite for uh, this kind of content about the football club. So um, it's great, we're delighted that we have this opportunity to present it and I suppose we'd have to kind of step up to the plate. Um, so uh, on that point, we, um, we're, we're just the three of us for today's pod. Um, what we're going to do today is we're going to have a look back on the defeat uh, against Bowes here in the showgrounds, and we're going to look ahead to the game against Waterford on Saturday, and then uh, in quick succession we have Derry City um, on Tuesday evening, and um, We'll take a look ahead to that. Ahead, we'll take a look ahead to that as well. Uh, so, will we? Um, oh, just to say before we continue, um, we have a, an email address for the podcast. You can contact us, podcast at borst.ie, and also to remind you about the um, the trusts, the Bitter Red Supporters Trust's new website. You can get it at www.borst.ie, and uh, we encourage you to uh, send in any comments you might have or any ideas that. You think we could uh, cover on the podcast to the website or to the email address at podcast at borst.ie. Okay, um, Sligo Rovers nil, Bohemians won. Uh, Magoo, what was your take overall on the game? Did you ever, did you ever feel that the game was there for us? Um, no, no, not right from the start. No, I thought obviously second half we were better, but I think we were lucky to be still in the game at half time. So. I think both both highly deserved it in my view. I've had people say to me that we were unlucky and I want to tell me after the game we thought we should have won it. So I was going to sign them in somewhere, but um, 
we I thought both thirties are I done a bit of justice last week by what did I say? Three one, was it? Yeah, you were three one, yeah. Three one and the three amigos is score. Yeah, I done I was looking at players thinking we have this player and that player we why wouldn't we be as good as them? But I think their teamwork, their team ethic is unbelievable. Like they're they're so aggressive, I thought. Yeah. So they, aggressive they, in their pressing and yeah. like we you were talking to uh, directly after the game. Uh, were you there outside the gate? Was, Jerry was there yeah. and um, Gary and Gary Alan, yeah, David, and yeah. we all said when well, he particularly said that he commented on their physique. Their yeah. Look. Now I know that the, the shirts were tight. They were real shirts. Yeah, I was saying they were both another shirts. Like they were, they're, they're remember, all remember a few years ago when um, Dundalk came down back after. Yeah, that was a big comment back then as well. As yeah, they were. They just all of a sudden turned up and they were twice as big as they were the year before. Yeah, it's you like know. they're wearing extra small tops. Yeah, but I don't want to say anything, but like they're they're. They're taking their vitamins anyway, let's put it that way. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Cornwall is Cornwall is centre half, he's leading by example, his arms the size of my head. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're not particularly tall, apart from um apart from Wright up front, who I thought he was brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, he's I mean I think he would walk into any Yeah, he's very good. He's strong he, as an ox like he's yeah. everything you want a number nine to be. In the first half, um so I was lucky enough to be at the game. In the first half I sat just on the um sideline, just behind the sideline, um, at the kind of the Nazareth House end, and he played a ball in behind um, our fullback, in between the centre half and behind the fullback for one of the both strikers to run onto, and just like it was just an unbelievable yeah. deft pass. No, he's very good. Like for the size of him, he's so good on the ground too. But and there's no getting the ball off him. Like yeah, there's no getting the ball off him. But now. Yeah, on about the, the 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 vitamins that they're taking. <laughs> there was I remember see I saw Timu bouncing off one of their young fellas as well. Like yeah, yeah. So that shouldn't be happening. Yeah, well, and I thought like, they're the all young and they're all amateurs. For the, apparently, for the most part, I thought we were a big. I thought we Sligo Rovers had increased our physique, our size, yeah. uh, I, oh, like, compared to previous years. Hmm. But well, we kept that. They're doing a lot of gym work, like in fairness, our lads there. Yeah. A lot of strength and conditioning and gym work and stuff. But, but you put Timo up against, and you know, I'm a big fan of Timo. You put yeah. him up against um, these lads, and he was just like. Like he's just like a tall, gangly kind of fella. Yeah. Yeah, that's the point of it. Like that. our fellas are doing plenty of strength and conditioning and plenty of gym work and everything. But I think these fellas came up beside them and it was. Yeah. And then the the aggressiveness of them as well. Like when any of our fellas at the ball, two, three, four fellas harrying them. Like it yeah. wasn't just the. And anybody who slacked off for them, Long was on the sideline. The minute was one fella slacked off or wasn't doing the job, he was barking at them. There was no let up from them all game. I know it's a. Look, it's a Slag Rovers podcast and everything else, but a huge amount of credit has to be given to Long. He's an absolutely fantastic manager. To, wa to yep. watch the setup of Bowes against us there, they were, to a T, they were perfect. Mm. In their set, tactically, they were absolutely perfect. And what did they do that was so good? Uh, watch, them, watch their setup against that. If you watch it back, the way they set up, they, the way, they let us have the ball, they let us play it around in the back, and they're, and they're looking for us to try and play that killer pass. And we, we didn't have the ability to do that. They closed everything down. Yeah, once once we make once we went to make that movement in the final third and they, they were on us yeah. in a shot. Once once we got over a certain yeah, if we get into the middle third of the pitch, that was they were after us. Yeah, that was okay, it. Okay, so listen, um, we were missing more than it was a huge loss and huge loss. Uh, our midfield was Cawley, Seymour, and Buckley who hadn't played in I don't know when was the last time Buckley played, um, but. We were just completely ineffective in the middle yeah. of the park. And we were playing, as you said, they were happy, Bohemians were happy for us to have the ball. Yeah. Um, Callie would play it in between the centre halves, it would go out to Banks, 
and go out the other side, we, we couldn't we couldn't get the ball from we, back to front. We, we, no, we couldn't. There was no link between the midfield and the and the strikers. No link at all. I know Junior had a few times when he gets the ball, he does hang on to it. But between the lines, there was there was like there was one stage. Collie got the ball, and I literally came to four fellas, four balls fellas handed him, and there was no he, he had the head up, and all he could see was balls lads coming at him, and he was turning. He had to turn back again, and that was happening over and over and over again. Turn back, sideways, backwards, side. There was no. Could, you would have missed. You would have sorry, Sean. You would have missed um, from last year the the plan B, the up, Dante up front, and just bypass everything. <laughs> I never, I never yeah. liked seeing that plan. I B never liked seeing it, but sure, <laughs> sometimes needs must. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. actually something. Just a Shane saying there with Collie being hounded in that. It's actually where we miss Moran massively. Is that outlet? Yeah. Moran always looks for the ball. Yeah. He's always there. He's never afraid to take the ball off someone. He's always yeah. he's always that outlet. Yeah. And that's something we actually miss. Seymour, yeah. and it's not a it's not a bad Same. thing against him. He just he doesn't seem to offer you that. And Buckley just wasn't in the game. I don't think. And that's yeah. it has I, to be. I think Buckley was. He just had such a bad first half, and that's mm. kind of understandable to a degree. He was much. That's much what I was going to get at. Yeah. In the second half, he was like his physical presence had. You know, he, he had such a greater physical presence, where he was holding people off. He he was running at lads, but obviously there was it was asking too much of that midfield for that game. I suppose. Yeah. Anything yeah. Like. For Buckley to come into a game. Like that after being so long out would have been awake. Well, I say it came for a shock to him as well. The first but even twenty minutes, the aggressiveness of them and the, the but closing for, down. But for Buckley as well, and you have to remember, it has to be taken into account for the lad, is that he actually hasn't played in midfield for us in. It's true, yeah. Two games, I think, before lockdown, he was centre half for us, wasn't he? Yeah. And I think what did he get? 10, 15 minutes against Pats in midfield. Yeah. That's you know you have to take that into yeah. account for him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would say it was an awful wake-up call from. Oh yeah, it's a I, mean, I think, I think if we had if we had an extended season, if we had more games to play, if we could afford it, I would play him again in the next game against Waterford. But because things are yeah. so tight, and I suppose we don't have that kind of luxury, because I thought he improved so much in the second half that if he got a couple of games under his belt, he could yeah. be what we expect of him. Definitely, but we just don't have. The scope are the number of games to do that? No, we don't have the options. No, we're running out of time, you're yeah. right. And it, it is a matter of just getting the best players on the pitch now and seeing it's true. It's not, the, the football doesn't matter now for the next few weeks, it's the results. It's yeah, it's the results business from here yeah. on in. But what about, that, what about the initial lineup and um, Sean, the decision around substitutes? Um, lineup, I don't think there's too much to argue about. I'd, as I said last week, I'd always want Ryan the freeze and we start at 11. I, he must be injured to a certain degree because just touching on the substitutions to bring a man like himself on in the 89th minute I thought was scandalous. I thought it was really poor from, from Liam and I just I felt he should have got on earlier. If he's fit enough to be on the bench, he, he has, has to be he, he has to he has, at least 30 minutes inside. He has to be injured. Oh, absolutely, has to be. But if he is, just don't put him in the squad. Yeah, I suppose... Yeah, I mean, it was just seemed. Uh, what was the point of playing him for like the added time, the additional time? It just seemed, I don't know. Yeah, it was really frustrating to watch because when you're chasing a game like that, you know, where you could might pick up a point just on the off chance, you might pick up that point. It reminded me when we um, went up to Finn Park a couple of years ago under Dave Robertson. We were getting bet three 0 and he brought on three substitutions in the 89th minute. It's just, <laughs> where's your mindset? Why, why would you ever think about something like that? Yeah. <laughs> I say it was halfway home at that stage. <laughs> but no, but I was just really surprised at Buckley to 
to bring on Ryan at that time of the game. You know, if, if he's fit enough to be on the bench, there's a, at least 30 to 20 minutes inside him. There has to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or else he is holding off for, um, he's holding off for... Well, maybe, maybe it was, it was the, the nature of the game we did, and, and with him carrying an injury, maybe he just didn't want to... Well, and that's it, yeah, maybe the physicality of both yeah. was a concern. Um, he has, I mean, the, the, since we've returned after lockdown, He's gone off. He, has he gone off most games with a bit of a knock? Yeah, probably. Half of yeah, them maybe. Yeah, mm. yeah. He does. He, he does. Was against Waterford, he was sitting on the bench with a lump of ice in his knee. Uh, he went off with a hamstring another game. He went off here against Harps. He went off against Harps. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, also, we have to give uh, mention to uh, the clearance off the line by uh, Kyle Callum McFadden in the first half. Only. I thought he was brilliant first half. Unbelievable. Yeah. He was he was proper defender first half, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah in general he had a fantastic performance. Oh, he won everything in the air. Yeah. There's there's one shot as well where he dives in front of it, dive and block. It's just it's throw your body in front of the ball. Oh, Whatever happens, yeah. happens. He's just he's Head fully foot. committed. Uh, but anything was getting out of it. The other contentious moment was uh, before the goal that both scored was the yellow card uh, on the challenge in Cockland on the uh, the dead ball line in the second half under the the Jinx Avenue site. Was it a yellow card, red card? Red card all day long. Did he make contact? I haven't seen the game back on TV. As I think we said it before we went on air here, but it's even if there's not that much of contact, he's gone above the ball. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you can go above the ball, but if you don't make contact... No, but I mean, he's come above the ball onto his shin. He's, maybe he hasn't come through fully, but he's still... Yeah. He's out of control. Yeah. It's out of control, yeah. That's the, that's, that's the directive, isn't it? That's yeah. the law. If you're over the ball, stud shown, and, and the pace he was coming in at, yeah. it's, you're out of control. It's the intent. It's not, yeah. even if you make contact, it's the intent. And uh, look, I'm not saying he went out to do Cochrane, but if, if Cochrane was swinging at that ball rather than trying to control it, he was getting a, it was a leg breaker or yeah. potential leg breaker. Um, what about the goal we conceded? Uh, it was a well worked goal by Bowles, um, but who was at fault? Timo for me, it really is. He's he's the, he's not close enough for starters. He gets turned way way too easy. Yeah. And it's just it's an easy ball across in the end. Yeah. And right is that type of striker. Once you give him a second, there he's, he's putting that home all day long. Yeah. Well, you're not going to bully him off it in the box no. anyway. That's for sure. The size of him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He was really he was really impressive. Okay. So yeah, that was a goal. Uh, disappointing to see. I kind of I was never confident that we were going to get much out of the game. Having watched the first and second half, but um, what positives are we taking out of it? I would say that the improved second half performance of Buckley is one thing, but are you were impressed with Divers again? In the first half, yeah, I thought he was attacking wise. Obviously, the boys in the fence were, were had to be under game in the first half, but I thought attacking wise, um, going forward, Jesse was probably our most looked like it was most likely to something was going to happen, was going to come through him anyway. I thought he was good on the ball, his distribution was it's very productive. Yeah, he was picking the right pass at the right time and coming inside and you know, it didn't lead to much but he was he was doing all he could anyway. Like he was yeah. played a fantastic ball in there to Coughlin in the first half and Cornwall just cuts it out at the near post where if Coughlin gets a touch on it, I think that's us one yeah. we're we're going in one little up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's continuing his like for all the talk we run about last week, he's still continuing, he's still making himself very hard to, to drop every week. Which is great. Like that's what you want. That's what you want in a player. Yeah. You want a fella. He's he's not Gonna get, he's fighting away, isn't he? He's not. He put the head down every week and he he goes at it every week. 
hundred percent. There's no, it's definitely no fault in him for wanting to try in anyway. No, and and like that he, like as I said, he put in a great ball for Coughlin. He could have had an, another assist. And even there's a ball I think Seymour plays through in the first half, and it just gets cut out at the last second before. And if it doesn't, Jesse's in one on one on Halbert, and I'm, I'm sure he's slotting it home. Uh, okay, massive game on Saturday at five o'clock. Uh, we travel to an awful long trip to Waterford and. So far, we haven't loved awful long trips down the country. Um, we think about the court game, but this is like this is absolutely massive. It's huge, yeah, it's huge. <laughs> it's huge for a lot of reasons. Not only, not only when you're, if you're looking at the table and and thinking about us off and our jollies next year in Europe and all that kind of stuff, but in a bigger context for the club and going forward, like who knows what's going to happen with what's going on in the world right now with the coronavirus like it, at the start of next season will there be even fans in at the grounds well yeah i mean i don't know if we can even think but i mean like that. i mean the, the, the two games are, are that huge in the context of the biggest game right, yeah for the club in a long time because if you don't if we don't make europe and you don't have fans in next year you're not selling season tickets you're not i see what you mean yeah. you're not bringing things like so the whole wider context of it like it's it's huge on and off the pitch i think yeah. this this next week well, if we, if, we, if, we, if we were to make Europe, it changes everything from... Massively, yeah. like It's kind of half your budget for the season, or maybe, you know, it's probably about half your budget for the season. Um, you know, it's so hard to try and think about what might happen if we were to go into the next season without fans going into games, whether the whole thing is viable or not. It gives a, breed, a little bit of breathing space, but, yeah. and also room for development, to continue our development. Well, I suppose yeah, like you'd be falling away further from everybody if you're not as yeah. well. It's I mean, immediately you can go to some players and you can probably start. Well, that's it, exactly. That's what it gives you that season. comfort with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, if we look at what happened to Waterford against Shams, they, I mean, they were literally destroyed. So Sheridan has left. John Sheridan has left. has left Waterford. Um, um, you know, since they were due to play us uh, a number of months ago up here when we returned to football and they didn't show up, there was the issue with the doctor, uh, or the physio, is she a doctor or a physio? Doctor. doctor. We never really got to the bottom of that. But the club, uh, the club has been kind of all over the place since the return, since we returned to football. Now, Sheridan did get them playing a bit of football, but uh, Sheridan's gone. There's also breaking news as we record. What's, what's, what just came in this evening, Sean? Uh, Michael O'Connor leaving to... Um, Ross County. No, it's is it Ross County. Ross, Ross County. Scotland. Yeah, Ross County. That's a massive loss for them. Yeah. He, he was did. very effective when we when he played up here. Yeah, and he he, he actually got the goal as well, I think. He yeah. did, I think. He scored in the night against Bowes, and it was only consolation. But um, you know, if you just look at um, their last number of fixtures, so they lost six one to Shamrock Rovers. Um, they beat Bowes two 0 prior to that on the eleventh of September. Uh, they've had Pats 3-0 uh, and they, um, they lost to Finn Harks in that crazy game down in Waterford. Like, their results are kind of the opposite to what we're doing. Like, we're, we're struggling against Pats, they beat them. We get beaten by Bowes, they beat them. We beat Waterford. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're just all, the results are all over the place. They're very up and down, yeah. So, like, I mean, if, from the outside looking in, you think that the club, Waterford, has fallen apart. But then every so often on the pitch they pull out some kind of result. You don't know what you're going to get with them, really. It's, I think the key with 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 them is to get at them. I'd say in the first 
15, 20 minutes and see if they have, like, most of them fellas surely know that they're not going to be there next year in Watford. Like, if you put it up to them, will they have the belly for the fight? Well, are they going to come back and look for, are they going to look to turn things around after the heavy defeat to Shamrock Rovers, or are they done? Yeah. You see, you could be looking at the case there where their manager now is gone, they're after getting a heavy defeat. That heads could be just down completely. Top player gone. Top player gone. Top player gone. Yeah, that's massive in itself as well. So that's their outlet gone. That's their goal scorer gone. So, you know, where do you go confidence-wise from there? They don't have a manager at the moment, I don't think. Who's, I'm not sure who stepped in. Sure that's what you're there. saying. Like, if you, if you got at them and you scored a goal early, would they just be thinking, looking around to them, that's gone? Sad this. Like it's, yeah. But I look at the way they fell apart even against us that night. Yeah. Well, they've done that in fairness. There were three or four games in a row where they conceded goals in the last ten minutes. Yeah. But you could see it in them. The you second when we got when we started to get at them towards the end, you could you yeah. knew the goal was coming at yeah. some point. Well you can see it, but that's the point and when they get tired they don't they don't want to do the extra work. They don't no. want to put in they don't want the, the, the pain of the last five, ten minutes of a game, shutting things down, blocking crosses. So what we want to do is get at them from the very start, which is not something that we have done. No, we no, don't to, especially games. away from home. We yeah. don't seem to. Very we're very cagey. I mean, that game against Pats, my God, that was just. I mean, the, the, the initial four minutes was the worst I've seen this play in a long <laughs> yeah. time. I know it was only the first four minutes, but it was just desperate. You know? I think, and I think we're discrediting the Harps game a bit because it's Harps and that's the style of play, and you kind of have to accept that nearly sometimes. But you go back to Harps, and that's when that started creeping into our game. Where from the start, we just weren't at it, yeah. and it's been a it's been a running team now yeah. in the last few games, and it needs to it needs to change against Waterford. Well, I'd like to think that we wouldn't just settle for a draw. Like a draw wouldn't be a bad result, I suppose. If if <sighs> I, think, if I, I think they're there though, I, that's what I mean. I think I'd I'd hope to think that we wouldn't settle for a draw. That we'd go at them like. No, you have to go there and win. You really do. Yeah. It's a, it's an ask. It's a big ask, and we were all, as Shane says earlier on, even we were kind of discrediting bows and everything, and we were this and that, but. Realistically, we have to look at this as a must-win game, and it's a very winnable game. Yeah, I think so. Eamon um, Kelly said to me that we need to be playing for for corners for this game. Uh, it's on seems, Twitter saying it. Yeah. It seems that their um, their centre half pairing is not up to it at all, and that if we can get if none of these short corners shown, that you have a major issue with. I can't <laughs> get my head around it at all. It's the most annoying thing in football, and that's at any level. Yeah. I've, I've, Watching football nearly on me like yeah. I think what's I've seen someone once. I've seen a goal come from a short. What's, what's the point in bringing all the boys up and then playing short? It's ridiculous. Yeah, but we've seen like you know the Derry game is the one that springs to mind. Uh, to me, you know, we can see how effective kind of McFadden is when you get the ball on his noggin. Yeah, but it's not even McFadden. Like he says about the Bulls players being big and strong. We, we are a team of physical players now. It's all big men. You know, we're we're a real threat inside someone's box. Well, if you had, if if Seymour and Buckley were playing as well, like they're two big men as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I mean, I kind of feel. I mean, Sean, the draw in Waterford. How would you feel about that? It is a good result. There's no taking it, and we actually jump above them now because of Chams. As much as I hate to say it, doing us a favour the other Shams. night, and we'll never ever give them credit <laughs> for anything. Um, you know that that was big. Getting that so on goal difference now we jump ahead of them with a draw. Yeah. But I, we really do it to give us that breathing bit of breathing space with the points. But would you take four points from the next two games? Waterford away, Derry yeah. home. Yeah, yeah. I suppose I would. I would take that. 
The only thing is that Waterford's running is that we bit easier than ours, I think. Uh, Waterford have yet to play. They have to play. Well, they have Waterford of us, and then they have Derry, so they'll be, they'll be taking points off each other anyway. Somewhere. Well, I suppose when you think about our run, and then these are nearly two games we, that are must wins for us, because we go into, we have Shams, Dundalk. Yeah. We've said, well, Dundalk, Dundalk, Cork, Dundalk, that's going to be tricky. Dundalk away last game. So Waterford, after they play us, um, they also play um, Derry on the 2nd of, they're away to Derry on the 2nd of October, they're away to Shells uh, on the 10th of October, they're away to Cork on the 17th of October. Uh, they've done Dock at home and they are away to Finhart. So they have a much easier so they have an easier run much actually, yeah. easier running than we do. But again, yeah, Cork and Finhart aren't going to be easy though. Cork will be relegated at that stage, I imagine. Still, I mean, it's still a local derby though. It's still a local derby, yeah. It's, um, it's easier on paper, but like at, at the end of the like, What's our running? Has anybody got our running? Ours is uh, obviously we have Waterford, and then the Derry game was moved ahead of Shams. So we've Waterford away, Derry at home, Shams away, Shells away, Cork at home, Cork at home, and Dundalk away. Yeah, so we play some of the similar teams there. I mean, there's mm. still. But our only two home games are. are Derry. Uh, Derry and Cork. Yeah. So that has oh, to be very six. Very winnable games. Though. Oh, that has to be six points. Yeah. That's like you two of your away games, the Shams and Dock, and you you obviously be saying nothing for the two of them. You know, I think. So then we have Shells and Waterford away. Take yeah. eight points away from on the road. So I think we're all safe to say it's it's a must win now. On I, I'm not. I think it's. A, I think yeah, change my tune. We need six <laughs> points. <laughs> I think it's, it's a must win. If I think if we, I mean, if we. Jerry put a text together and he kind of worked out what um, he thinks we need to um, to finish ahead of Waterford to try and get into the European spot. And um, I mean, if, uh, if well, that's we, just fourth, not the European spot. It's only fourth, yeah. But if we lose to Waterford, I think it would just be such a kick in the stones for the would club. Be, yeah. And like, yeah. Um, it's, I don't think it's uh, it's worth talking about. Um, so that's uh, Saturday at five o'clock. Uh, Away, we're playing Waterford away, and then on Tuesday, our second last home game of the season, which, um, well, our second last home league game anyway, depending on what happens in the cup. Okay, um, yeah. But it's Derry City at 7:45, and again, it's hard to know what's going on with Derry. Sean, they've changed a good bit since uh, since last season. Uh, they were. Let's just have a look at, at what they've done in. Um, their recent run of form has been a little bit all over the place. So um, they on the 15th of August they drew one all um, away to Shells. Uh, they beat Cork at home after that 3-1. And they had a cup game where they beat Drogheda 2-0 away on the 29th of August. And then they played Finn Hart, they drew it all. And then on the 18th of September they played St. Pass and they drew it all. So uh, the last league goal um, came in a 3-1 win against Cork on the 21st of August. That is, uh, that's, that would make you feel hopeful. Very, very, considering the form of our defence lately as well. I think we've continually got better there as the, as the games have passed on. I think Timu and McFadden have really struck up a good partnership there and even going back to the Bowes game slightly, I thought Timu was even more impressive in the year where he hasn't been lately. So I think the boys are you know, everything's coming together in the back four for us, so I don't think they'll cause us much problems there either, so it's very promising. It's about us getting it right up the other end of the pitch now. That's not good. I can't believe he said that. What? That they won't cause us any problems. That's a screw now. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I think um, uh, I think when you look at the recent forum, you would you'd be kind of hopeful. You'd be hopeful of a, of a Rovers win, but again, like results are all over the place. And everybody's everybody's form is so patchy, really, isn't it? Even even I mean, apart from Shams, obviously, like even but even, their even form was patchy. Even Bowles, yeah, true. Even Bowles coming into the game before us, like they had lost a couple, like it's. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Declan Devine's been given a new contract down in uh, the Manly well as well, so they're obviously. Um, but they've had a huge turnover in players as well, even from the COVID. You know, they released a few, yeah, and then they signed in. Sorry, awful lot. I'm very surprised he's got a contract already. Like. Yeah, it seems kind of early, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it I would. I would imagine they were. I would have, with the outlay they put out that Europe was nearly a must for them, I would have thought. But they've dropped off massively from last season. Yeah. Maybe look at the, turn the turnover of players and they think that we just need to have some sort of consistency. You look at Devine, he's local, tie him down, try and maintain, you know, mm. the same voice at least and try and hold out the players and, and build something around that. But there was a lot made of um, our win on the first game back after after the break, as in terms of it was put as Derry being poor and they were expecting an awful lot more of them and there was no credit given to Sligo Rovers in that regard. But I think if you continue to watch their games from there on in, it's been much of the same. They've had one or two wins in between, but the performances haven't been amazing from Derry. We've seen some of games. Yeah, I've watched some of games. I haven't been overly impressed with them. Yeah. Well, here's hoping. Um, here's hoping they don't show up again. Um, because Blame if, me if, if you could take if you could take six points from those two games, we're back. Oh, it's, really well back in the hunt again. Yeah, it's Shams after that, isn't it? Then Shams away after that, then yeah. Um, yeah. So okay. So do we want to have a little uh, look at uh, the predict or predicting the lineup for the Waterford game? Goalkeepers are given. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, goal. Yeah. Back four is a given too. Actually, I'm gonna throw Spanner in the works there. Oh. And not that he's played bad or anything like that, I put Cooper in for Donald. Just simply more attacking. Oh. Yeah, that's... Uh, for, me, I, for me, I think um, Cooper's got to play in the wing. No room for him up there. He's a fantastic footballer, that's why, and put him in at left foot. It's, it's not going to happen away from home anyway, so... No, no he's chance. Not gonna, no, he, probably not. He's not going to... He's not going to... Um, say Cooper left foot... I mean, I kind of feel that we're lucky because it looks like we've a really talented, really solid player in Cooper. Yeah. But we're not going to see a lot of him because of because of Donovan. I I thought I thought when he came like he came on who did he come on against? He scored against the late winner. Dundalk. Waterford. 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 Sorry. He came on the wing there, didn't he? Or did he come back? Yeah. He came on the wing. And he played left back against Dundalk. He was brilliant. Yeah. And yeah. He was left back against Dundalk, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 So, but I think. Yeah, we've just got players now. Then he got injured again. Then he can definitely play. He can definitely play the two positions, all right. But there's there's no chance away from home whatsoever. Banks, foot is your front back. Yeah. What's happened in the middle? Oh. So I'd say I'd say Moran will come back in. He has to come back in. I would imagine. Would he? He'll go Moran, Cawley, definitely. And who's the third? I'll throw another big call in. Just probably because I'm the number one fanboy at the moment, but I go with the freeze as the attacking option. So you would have the freeze in midfield? Playing as the 10. And then that would keep the three boys up front and Deaver's. The way, the way we were playing, Rowan. yeah, before the injury. 
Dibbers, Coughlin. Junior in the freeze. Our junior in Dibbers. So that's uh, Aiden Gold, uh, Kyle and Timo centre halves. You're going for it. You'll be playing Cooper left back. Yeah, um, even away from home I go with it. Uh, Banks is your other full back. Uh, you've Coley Moorahan in the middle with uh, Ryan DeVries in a kind of number 10 role. Cockham ahead of him, uh, Junior on the left and Dibbers on the right. That'd be me anyway. Yeah, um, he's not going to. He, I mean, he's he's not going to go with Cooper. It's too big of a risk. But he's not going to go with Devries neither. I wouldn't say. Seymour will play definitely from the start. Anyway, away from home, he'll start Seymour. I say instead of Devries. I mean, I'd like to see. I'd like the to three, see. The three boys will stay up front. I say simply I, for the fact that it's away from home and Jesse will put in the hard yards. But from a point of view that we were saying earlier on, there where we need to get at them. The way we get at them is by attacking them. Oh, 100%. And, and there's no, you can't question Ryan DeFries' work rate or anything like that. He's going to get back and he'll do the hard work for you as well. Even in regards to Alex Cooper at left back, he's actually a very accomplished left full. He's very good defensively. Oh, 100%, I would just, I'd well, love to just see. It's just that little added extra something that they give you going forward. That'll be my thinking on it. I mean, oh, absolutely, but I'm, we're predicting the team. I'm not picking the team I want to see play. I'm predicting what team is going to play. Yeah, well... I, I mean, what I, what I, if, if, if for a curveball setup, what I'd like to see is uh, Junior up top on his own, um, Ryan and um, Ryan out wide, Ryan DeVries out wide, sorry, uh, Divers on the other side, and um, Cotton from the bench. Like it's, a, it's a curveball, it's just, a, you know, thinking about it a little bit differently, but I'd love to see what, um, I'd love to see what Junior's like, just up top, hold the ball up, getting players coming in off and see what happens there. But you know, you, maybe you lose, you lose that effectiveness of, of him running at people from yeah. from wide positions. You know? Yeah, I don't know how he'd be with his back to goal. Um, yeah, a lot of things stick to his feet. I do, yeah, but I'd say, I'd say he's more he's obviously more dangerous turned and going at players rather than. Um, so, what are our predictions for the Waterford game? <laughs> um, Oh, not going God. as ambitious as it did no, the last no, time. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I nearly say nil nil, only. <laughs> I, I will pray to God for a one nil win. One nil away win. Yeah. I'd so bite your I bite you. I I say we will win one nil. Yeah. Not that it'll be comfortable in any way, shape, or form, but. Well, I think I think they're really going to struggle to score. I mean, if they're going to score, I think it's going to be down to it's going to be a Rovers. It's going to be Rovers who let them in, like who were at fault, I'd say. Yeah, and and as I went back to there, I don't think we're going to see that with our defence this week. I, I think, think they are getting better and better. Yeah, I think if we score one, I think we might score two. You know, I think if we get going, if we've good start, if we get a goal, I think I'm going to say nil two. What did you say last week, Connor? I said uh, that. Uh, both teams would score. I think it's a 3-2. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I'd nearly put, for the goal scorer, I'd say it's going to be Cochran. He got a bit of stick after the Bulls game there about his finishing and whatnot. I think he's going to be eager to turn that right. Well, I could say, if it was only 1-0, I would, I would have to go with McFadden. McFadden. Yeah, I mean, I think... Corner. Yeah. I think that's where our... I, I think our first goals will probably come from there. Yeah. I think, if, if, personally, I don't think, like I was saying, that the freeze is going to start. I think obviously seeing where he'll go, especially from the start, away from home against our closest rival at the minute. Um, I don't think we're this, we need the three boys together on the pitch for us to be the same 
potent attack. We we when you say the three boys, you mean Devers, Coughlin, and no, um, DeFries, uh, De De Coughlin, and Junior. Yeah, it seems when when the three of them playing together, we seem we can leave them up there and let them, especially away from home, sit back, soak a bit of pressure up, and leave them up there to cause havoc. But DeFries won't be playing. We're we're just not the same. We lose that bit when when one of the three of them isn't playing. Yeah. Um. So I would go probably a set piece, and. I suppose that's where Junior's big for us as well, isn't it? To win all those set pieces. Yeah, jeez. The amount of the corners most, he wins. He's the most foul man in the league and he's only been here for half it. Yeah, that's the truth. Okay, so listen, let's uh, wrap things up. We've been banging on now for long enough. Um, next week we're going to have a guest in with us. Uh, we're going to try and get um, somebody maybe to follow on from the conversation we had with Tommy Higgins last week. Uh, but generally going forward, um, the the format format of the podcast will be um, will be built around getting somebody in to have a conversation with. So we have the wheels turning there, um, and when we come back to you, hopefully we will have six points in the bag, and uh, everything will be looking rosy again, and we'll be dreaming of those European trips away in uh, in a world very little COVID to stop us. Yeah, pack the speedos. All right, um, just to remind you, you can contact us, podcast at borst.ie, and to remind you about the Trust website, www.borst.ie, um, contact us um, via the, the email address or through the Trust social media channels. Uh, let us know, um, you know what you'd like to hear from us, and um, we will talk to you very soon.